If you've ever thought about being a guest on someone else's podcast, but weren't sure how to begin or whether or not that was advantageous for you and your business, stick around. Today's guest, Angie Trueblood, is spilling the beans about what it can mean for you to be a guest on someone else's podcast. Now, this is a bit of a departure from our recent episodes because we've been diving deep into crafting your own podcast and all the spices and all the choices you as a podcaster get to make to ensure that what you're creating is the best it can be for your audience as well as you as a podcaster. Today, we are talking about being on the other side of the mic as a guest. Now, before we get there, I want to share a couple of quick stories because it is relevant to the episode I released last week, number 245, all about nine strategies you can use when the tech gremlins come and play, which they almost inevitably will from time to time at least. As soon as I released last week's episode, I had several of my own tech gremlins to deal with. In fact, these gremlins were the cause of my website being totally shut down during the middle of the launch of the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, my membership that is exclusive to graduates of podcast in a weekend. So I had to make a plan B and then a plan C in order to make sure that these students knew this opportunity was available and I had a special treat for them in that process. And even when Angie and I sat down to record this episode several weeks back, we experienced our own set of gremlins. We started off on one platform and realized about halfway through that Angie's audio and video weren't actually being recorded. So we had to jump ship mid-interview and head to another platform, which I'm happy to share worked incredibly well for us and resulted in today's amazing podcast interview. If you're wondering why I'm sharing these stories with you about those gremlins, it's this. No matter where you are on your podcasting and on your business building journey, you're bound to confront some obstacles along the way. When you hit that obstacle, you'll have a choice to make. You can either decide that the obstacle is too great, or maybe you're just going to wait a little bit longer to overcome it and go back to how things are. Or you can choose to figure out a way and be a massive problem solver and decide that that obstacle is just there to test you. It means nothing about your value or your worth as a person or the amazing things you have to offer the world. It's just a choice and you get to make it. That's the beautiful thing about having a business of your own, whether it's a full-time gig or whether it's a side hustle for you. It's all about the choices you get to make and the freedom to make those decisions as you so choose. So there you have it, my friends some obstacles, and some gremlins that I had to overcome recently in order to even bring this episode to you live and to be able to launch my membership to my podcast in a weekend graduate. By the way, if you are at all interested in launching your podcast in 2019, in this decade, please reach out to me on Facebook and let me know how I can serve you because it is my mission to help as many female entrepreneurs as possible take their messages far and wide by crafting and launching their podcasts 
in as little as a weekend. Enjoy today's show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have someone special to share with you, and I cannot wait to dive into my conversation with Angie Trueblood. Angie is a podcast visibility expert who fiercely believes in the power of women stepping more fully into their gifts. Angie, I am so glad you said yes to being here today. Well, I am so glad you asked. I am very happy to uh, be recording with you. <laughs> and we have to laugh at this point, too, because yes. this is take two of the interview because we were using a different platform and things totally went a little haywire and stopped working. Right. So here we are. Yes. So just a note for when you get to recording your podcast in the future or you're going to be on someone's podcast. Just be flexible and know that sometimes technology does not always work in your favor, but here we are again. It just means I get to spend more time with you, Angie. Exactly. Exactly. I'm excited myself. (laughs) So let's talk about the word visibility. What does that word mean to you? So I probably take a more narrow approach to how I define that word than most people because there's a million different ways for you to become visible and to increase your visibility as a business owner. There's paid avenues that you can take. I really define visibility in the work that I do with my clients as positioning yourself in front of other people's audiences. So how do you find new audiences who are totally unaware of you and position yourself in front of them? while making sure that audience is full of your ideal clients. That's a really, really great concise definition because sometimes we hear the word visibility. It's almost one of those words people toss around and they don't really refer to it in the same way. So thank you for defining it and explaining about how it's really an important asset for a business owner to gain some visibility, to get some traction and some forward momentum in their business. So tell me about how you work with your clients as a podcast visibility expert. Yes. So I have folks that come to me and they are typically looking to increase their visibility for a couple of reasons. Either they are scaling their business from more of a one-to-one model and they're looking to go one-to-many. Maybe they have a course or a membership or some sort of program to where they really need to increase the size of their audience. So marketing on a one-to-one basis no longer makes sense for them. The other type of folks that come to me is they're up-leveling their business and they need more clients or they're looking to increase the number of folks that their business is exposed to so they can capture more of that higher-end client. So that's the folks that work with me. They come to me and there's a couple of different ways that I help them out. The goal at the end of the day is really for me to help them position themselves in front of audiences of their ideal client. And I can either do that with my team as a concierge level partnership where we handle the entire nuts and bolts of their podcast visibility strategy. We develop it. I develop the top topics that are going to both resonate with 
the audience as well as the podcast host. That's a super important piece of the puzzle is figuring out that perfect, almost Venn diagram of what you're an expert at and what that audience needs to hear. And then we just handle all of it. We handle the scheduling. I do interview audits. So that's one piece of it. And then the other is I work with folks who are interested in pitching themselves or keeping that piece of their business in-house with someone that can implement a strategy. So in that instance, we create the strategy, we create a pitch template that they'll be able to tweak and personalize, but be able to use to make their pitching more efficient. So many good things. I just need to, I just need to hire you now to handle all these pitches because as a podcaster, I forget because I get so wrapped up in being able to interview amazing people like you that I forget sometimes that I also need to talk to other people on their podcasts in order to meet new people and build some connections outside of my own circle. Yeah. And we both attended podcast movement. And my biggest takeaway from that was almost validation of the business that I have created. Because in every session, when we talked about growing a podcast audience, guesting on other podcasts was top of the top of the docket. Honestly, it's what they were recommending was one of the best ways to grow that. And so being able to do that and fit it into your already busy schedule, it's a really tough thing to add, especially if you have client work, depending on what the model of your business is. But it's something that does need to be done. And because it's such a, I say it's a low activation energy. So my background years ago was science. But when you have someone who's listening to you on someone else's podcast and you have your own it doesn't require a lot of energy for them just to pop over and start listening to yours. Mm -hmm. So there's so many great reasons to do that. And I want to see more people doing it for sure. And it's interesting to see this guesting process on other people's podcasts growing and, and more people are talking about it, which is great because if I think back maybe 10 years or so in the blogosphere, that was really how people were growing their blogs before was by guest posting. So this is taking it to a more human level because I really feel like a podcast is a much bigger connection piece than is a blog because I prefer either to watch something or to listen. That's just kind of how I like to get information and reading a long blog post is definitely the bottom of my list of those things. So with the, with the podcast, I love that now we're taking that model of the guest post or the podcast guest, and now that becomes a part of a bigger picture strategy. It's just kind of the one extra spoke on the wheel that we can kind of add so we can get the more visibility like you were talking about. And the other interesting piece of the podcast guesting is the longevity of those episodes compared to blogs. So the guest posts will always stay on the internet. There's SEO. You could search for them and find them. But if you just think of looking at someone's blog, maybe you find someone and you love them. And so you read their articles occasionally. Traditionally, I've never gone back and kind of binged all of the written articles, but when you find someone that you love as a podcaster, Apple Podcasts, most any platform for listening to podcasts has a really 
easy to read dashboard to where you can scan past episodes and see if anything sticks out. And so I find it's also a much more convenient way for folks to go back and hear you. And that was, that was one of the reasons I picked it too, because in my previous business, I had optimized a Facebook group. And so when I was guesting on shows, I would drive people to that Facebook group to where I could ask them, hey, how did you find me? And I started to see that there were one or two places that folks kept finding me over and over again. And it didn't slow down months and months later. It kept, the podcast kept growing. And so the driver of traffic to my Facebook group also kept coming in. Yes, and there's so many different ways that people are finding podcasts these days. And like you said, the longevity is so fascinating because, you know, if you go find someone who's been podcasting for years and they have thousands of episodes, it is cool. It's like a smorgasbord. You get to go pick and choose the ones that are most relevant to you right then. And you get to connect with them in a way that makes sense on your terms and not someone else's terms. So I, I love that too about podcasting. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, why do you feel like, especially for women, why is podcasting such a great tool to connect with others? I think it's the human component, especially if a part of the business is an online business. There are so many women transitioning from more corporate or traditional jobs and working from home. And we hear over and over again that the hardest part of doing that is you're so isolated. So I think the first part of it is women already are craving connection in business. And when you're able to have an interview that honestly just feels like a conversation, mm -hmm. you feel like you're not alone in that game. And then when you take it over to the business side, you take it away from that relationship, you're able to connect with someone and understand fully what they do, get an idea of whether or not you would recommend them or refer them. And then that's a relationship that goes on far past when that podcast gets released. It's something a lot of women have Facebook groups. They have some sort of community where people are looking to them and having questions. So the ability to refer after the interview is huge. Absolutely. And I love the, that you use the word crave because that really sums up what so many women are, are feeling that's missing in their lives. We did these online businesses so we could have a more global reach because we want to really be able to help and serve lots of people. But in the process, we missed that connecting piece, how we used to go into the office and talk around the water cooler or do office activities. Those things are, have now been removed, which makes, makes the business very streamlined However, it doesn't make our lives so streamlined because we are definitely not linear creatures. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I think depending on the season of life that women are in, I know for me, when I was working around my kids' schedule when they were home, I didn't crave that connection so much because I almost had it from them. But then when they both went off to elementary school, that was when I really started craving, you know, you're in this house mm -hmm. alone doing work, but still you want that relationship and you want to feel like you're doing this business with other people. For me, it was the sense of being on a team that I missed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have found that through masterminds, through interviews, through friends that I've made online. And it's a really important 
I think driver of the longevity of a business is to have that support group cheering you on. And I think we almost think about the support group as a second thought. It's something that we don't actively seek out when we create our businesses, but at some point we have to be able to cultivate that in a real way. And by hearing people's voices or people seeing you on video and having, like you said, the real human connection, being able to pull that back into our lives. I know for me, that is such a godsend that I just, it's, it's something that lights me up and I look forward to those pieces of my weekly schedule the most because I know that I get to really just be real and have some fun and, you know, let down some of the barriers that I often keep up when I'm constructing a business. Yes, absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> so if people are listening and they're thinking, wait, 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 I haven't even started a podcast yet. Can I still be on someone else's podcast without being a podcaster myself? Absolutely. I mean, it, it really just takes you having some level of expertise. And I feel like, again, as women, sometimes we elevate that word expert into something that it will take years to, uh, you know, to achieve. And that's just not the case. I mean, if you have a service-based business, let's say you're a Pinterest strategist, well, you're an expert at Pinterest and there are podcasts out there whose host wants someone to come on and explain to their listeners the benefit of it, but they themselves are not a Pinterest expert. So as long as you have some level of expertise, you have a business that you're able to talk about what it is that you do and what you share with your own audience and your own clients and students, you can totally shift that into podcast interviews. I mean, I would say right now, my clients, half of them have podcasts and half of them don't. And so it's, it's important and it still drives people back to their online communities, to their email list. They book clients from it. So def I mean, I don't have a podcast right now. By the time this goes live, I will, I think. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm so excited. But yes, that should not be a barrier to entry at all. That's so good to know. And I, I think a lot of listeners are breathing a sigh of relief saying, whoo, now I don't have to stress and rush to get the podcast up before I can be a guest. You can do it in either order. Both of those pieces, though, are important to the strategy and especially in terms of growth of your podcast. So be thinking about both sides of the mic when you're thinking about how you're going to maximize your podcast for sure. Well, and guesting on podcasts before you have a podcast of your own is also a great way to nail some of the messaging and get a real sense for what people are going to resonate with before you launch your own. Because it, being interviewed and having conversations to a lot of people, myself included, is far easier than speaking into a microphone by yourself. And so getting some of those, well, what would be a topic that would resonate well and getting practice, having conversations around it is a great way to prep you for your own podcast. And just to add on to that too, if you're listening and you know you want to have a podcast down the road, being a guest and talking about your upcoming podcast before you even launch it can help start build momentum. So when you release your podcast, people already know about it and people are getting referred to your podcast already 
because you were on someone else's podcast. So just be thinking about all these little ideas too, because podcasting in the world of podcasting, whether you're a guest or a host, there's so many facets to it. And Angie, I've had such a wonderful conversation with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge. And I have one last question for you. Yes. If people are listening and saying, okay, I'm in, I really want to get some more visibility for my business. Not sure if I want to be a guest first or start a podcast or maybe both. Where the heck do I start? So the place to start, and I know this isn't uh, probably the sexiest answer for people, but I've had people that have said to me, oh, I have a friend, it was a couple of years ago, who said I pitched 10 podcasts this morning. And I thought, oh my gosh, I mean, I pitch often just 10 per client per month because I'm tweaking them and making them so personal. So I really think the first step to start is to figure out taking what you are an expert at and crafting that into a few messages, into a few talk topics that would resonate with other people's audiences. So rather than start searching on Apple Podcasts for relevant podcasts, really figure out strategically, what is my messaging gonna be? What do I want to get out and talk to people about that is going to resonate with my ideal client so that they can be drawn back to me? And then you can take those messages and think, okay, well, what type of podcast would this message really serve? What type of podcast host would be interested in having this talk topic on? So it's taking almost, you start far earlier than, you don't need to be an Apple podcast to start prepping sort of your pitch strategy. That's a really great place to start. And like you said, it's not one people wanna talk about all the time because it's not the sexy stuff. It's not about looking for the top podcast on any player. It's about dialing it back a little bit and thinking, what do I want to talk about and what can I talk about and really serve people with my message? Yes, because if you are not serving the audience and you are not serving the podcast host, Mm -hmm. you are not going to connect and resonate and you won't be able to draw people back to you. You need to show up and provide value and really not hold any punches. I've heard of some people trying to figure out where do I draw the line and what information I share on podcasts. And I just feel like you need to put your whole self out there. And if people can go and make transformative changes in their life based on you being a guest on someone's podcast, then that's awesome. But if they can't, those are going to be the people that get drawn back to you and want to end up working with you. So good. So Stop and do your work today. Take out a sheet of paper, take out your phone, whatever app you use to keep notes on, and just start jotting down some of these talking points about maybe just your wish list, like 10 things you want to talk about eventually, or 10 things you could talk about if someone called you on the phone and asked you about something. What do you know a lot about that you can get excited about sharing with others? write those down. And I definitely want to hear more about that for sure from everyone. Come on over to the website, drop us some comments and let us know because this is a big deal. To go out there into the world can feel kind of scary. It can feel almost intimidating because what happens often, I know to me, is that we start comparing where we are 
to where someone else is and where we want to be and think that we're not enough. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, and Angie will back me up, I'm sure, that you, my friends, are absolutely enough. You know enough. You are definitely worthy, and you're just awesome for being you. So take the best parts of you and put those together on your list, and then go out there and start connecting with podcasters and influencers to go serve more people. Yes, absolutely. And now, Angie, I know that you have something to help everyone kind of track their visibility so they can really kind of go step by step and, and, and really keep record of what they've done maybe and what doesn't work and kind of tweak the process along the way. What is it that you have for them? Yes. So podcast pitching does involve a workflow because you do all of the prep work, you have a pitch list, you pitch, you follow up. And that was one of the things I felt there were some entrepreneurs that kind of had the bones of a system. They just didn't know how to keep track of it and what that workflow looked like. So I have actually shared the Trello workflow that I use with my own clients and my team to pitch and to share Um, my clients with the world. So it's a Trello workflow board and it also has a training. It's a video training that goes along with it that kind of walks you through it. So folks can find that at angietrueblood.com backslash yong, Y-O-N-G. So people can go there and grab it. And hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I will have my podcast which is go pitch yourself. So there will be lots of also free information and free resources listed or shared on that podcast. First of all, congratulations on this podcast, because I think I've been silently waiting for this to come along thinking, when is Angie going to launch her podcast? Because she really needs one. So kudos to you for launching. And thank you so much for being so generous, sharing this workflow Being a systems gal myself, I love when things are strategic and you can kind of follow a process. So we're not just throwing things out and doing things really hot and heavy one day and then forget about it for two months and try to come back and resurrect that. So thank you for sharing your Trello workflow with us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on and sharing me with your audience too. And before we wrap up, where can people connect with you if they want to know more about your podcast or about the services you offer as far as helping your clients get visibility? Yeah, so my website is angietrueblood.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. Uh, I'm also pretty active on Instagram. And so my handle there is Angie True Blood, and I'm sure you'll have that in the show notes. But we also have a really fun Facebook group. It's called Go Pitch Yourself. And it's a really amazing group of folks who are stepping up and putting themselves out there and really supporting each other along the way. A lot of us are involved right now in a bit of a pitch sprint to where we are encouraging and sharing how we are pitching ourselves to be featured in different outlets. So I would love for folks to join us there. Absolutely. And I'm in the group too. So come connect with both of us. We'd love to see you there. I will put all of Angie's links in the show notes for today's episode. So you can link directly to her and see all the awesome stuff she is doing. Plus keep track of her podcast launch as well. Yes. Thank Thank you you. everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Angie, for being here and being so generous with the time. I appreciate you all and I'll catch you next time. So what did you think? Are you ready to go out and start booking podcast 
interviews on other people's shows? If so, let me know. Come on over to youngpratt.com slash 246 and share with me your plans on how you want to be a guest on someone else's podcast and what you are interested in sharing because I love connecting people who need each other in their lives. Again, head over to youngpratt.com slash 246 so we can continue this conversation about visibility and being on the other side of the mic as a guest on someone else's podcast. Next week, we're diving into your legacy. What legacy do you want to leave and what are you going to use to build it? And I'm here to say, you can probably guess what I'm going to say, that you can use a podcast to start crafting your legacy and fast. I'll catch you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.